Baseball's great charm is that the action comes in spurts, which leaves plenty of time to spin yarns, look at the girls, and make wisecracks. Chaos, C-H-A-O-S, critical hate, and overwhelming stupidity. Hey everybody, what's happening? Welcome to Full Count Chaos. Hope you're enjoying the Orioles season. Being an Orioles fan is a full-time job, isn't it? You know, it's crazy. Growing up, my dad always taught me there's two things in life you won't be able to figure out. That's sports and women. And boy, was he right. Don't don't, don't come to me for answers on how the hell this shit is going down this year. They took two from the Nats. They got swept by the double-A Marlins. Don't know how the fuck that happened. But again, it's sports. I have no clue. Don't know how any of this shit goes down. Why it goes down. What happens. I mean, you see the lineup that Hyde put out night after night against the Marlins. You kind of have an idea of what happened. I have a lot to go over today. Love to get you guys involved. FullCountChaos at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at FullCountChaos. Want to thank Fred from Birdland BS for calling in last week. Got a lot of great feedback. Great conversation. Great episode. If you haven't tuned into the prior episode, go ahead and do that now. Fred from Birdland BS calls in, and we just shoot the shit and have fun. We get off track a little bit, obviously, with the random questions towards the end. We have a little fun to wrap shit up. All right, again, hit me up, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. A lot I want to go over with you guys. Got a couple emails. Want to get to that. Want to try to figure out what the hell happened this week with the Orioles. Again, the Orioles just took two from the Nationals. You know, it's so funny. There's always that team, no matter what sport it is, that no matter how well you're doing, you're always going to get a little spanky. You know what I mean? And it seems like the Orioles are the big brother of the Nats. No matter how well they're doing, the Orioles seem like they know how to handle business. And, of course, when the Orioles won, all the uh, quote-unquote national fans all over Twitter bragging about how they were world champs, and they should be bragging about it. Good for them. You know, they won the World Series, and their their fans, I guess you could call them fans, are happy because a lot of you national fans have your little Orioles jersey tucked under your undie pants in your drawer because you used to wear Orioles jersey. And I know personally a handful of you out there who have turned to national fans. So kiss my ass with all your nationals talk. Half of you out there, a lot of you jump ship. How dare you? I don't even want to I don't even want to look at you anymore. That's right. The ones that I know personally and we've had talks. <laughs> I don't want you in my life. I don't want you in my life anymore. Anyway, so yeah, that was fun watching the Orioles beat up all over the world champs, the Washington Nationals, and I'll go into a little more detail on that later. The Orioles made the history books beating the Nationals the other day, so that was fun to see. All right, so again, I got a couple emails I'm going to go over here in just a second. Uh, but it's funny with the Orioles, again, they, they get swept by the, the Marlins. That that was terrible. I mean, that that was brutal. I thought at least they'd take three out of four. Took 22 innings to score a fucking run against the Hall of Fame pitching of the Marlins that they throw out on us. Like, what the hell happened? Of course, the lineup, you know, Cedric Mullins, DJ Stewart, Cisco. Look, Chance Cisco. I know there's a lot of people out there who enjoy watching him play baseball. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, he can't hit a changeup. He can't hit a curveball. He can't hit a fastball faster than 92. Anything in on his hands, forget about it. I know he hit a home run the other day, but that's because it was a 90 right down the middle. It was a mistake, and he just put the barrel on it. Good for him. I was happy to see that. 
I'm just not a fan of Chance Cisco, and I don't think he's going to be, you know, he'll be the uh, the every other Sunday catcher giving uh, Ashley, Ashley, God damn it, I always say that, Adley Rushman. Sorry, Adley, you know, giving him a break. But, you know, love sports. I hate him too. I love him because I love sports. That was deep, Nate. <laughs> Write that one down, kids. I love him. Because I love sports. Okay. Welcome to Full Count Chaos. I like sports. Anyway, let's try to move on from that. But I was so frustrated through that Marlins game. It was funny. I was going back looking at my text. Uh, there's always a little group text. Friends of mine and I have every game. Every Orioles game, Roy's text. And sometimes I just mute it. And I'm like, I, I don't, I don't want to deal with this right now. And a lot of... A lot of those feelings were when we were playing the Marlins. But I started looking back at my text from the uh, first game of the Red Sox. And after that game, it says, Orioles may not win a goddamn game this entire 60-game season. And then after the Boston uh, uh, series, I said, or, uh, Orioles may might be fun to watch. And I scroll down and I see myself saying something like, Orioles might actually see the playoffs. This is crazy. And then my latest text after the Marlins, well, it was fun while it lasted. Fuck this. I'm going to bed. You know, just <laughs> and I was shocked that the Orioles took the first two from the Nationals, just how they obviously play with Miami. But you're thinking they're due and then they get, you know, what, 162 hits. They would they win 47 to nothing. That first game it was incredible. A lot of fun to watch the Orioles, obviously, when they're playing that well. All right, like I said, I have a lot I want to jump into today. But before I do, I want to remind you how to get more involved with the sports that you love to watch. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to be on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. I want to get to an email that came in from Lucas. He wanted to give me an overrated, underrated with a couple movies that uh, he feels obviously is uh, overrated or underrated. You get how it works. <laughs> so Lucas wrote in, he says, Avatar, definitely overrated and Green Lantern, completely underrated. He says, Green Lantern is a fun movie and keeps you hooked from the beginning all the way to the end. He goes, he doesn't understand why people do not like Green Lantern. Definitely underrated. All right, uh, Lucas, <laughs> appreciate the email. I don't think I personally know one person who has ever started a conversation about Green Lantern. I've never seen it. I have heard that it's a terrible movie. I even think in uh, the second Deadpool movie of Ryan Reynolds where he can, uh, I think it was uh, during the credits, where he can go back in time. One, <laughs> uh, Of course, Ryan Reynolds played the Green Lantern in that comic book movie, but uh, Deadpool goes back in time, sees himself reading the Green Lantern script, all excited. You know, he's going to get the role, and then Deadpool shoots him in the back of the head. <laughs> shoots himself in the back of the head. Basically, like, you'll thank me later. So I guess even Ryan Reynolds is like, what a shit movie. I don't know why I did that. Uh, I, I don't know, Lucas. What are you doing with your life? <laughs> you think Green Lantern... 
is not only underrated, but something that uh, people want to talk about. I, I do agree with you about Avatar being overrated. I saw that. I fell asleep in the movie theater. Just wasn't into it. I, I talked to some people, and they still think that was the most the, the most beautiful movie that has ever been made in cinema. I, I did not see it 3D. That was kind of lame. When we went and saw it, I thought it was 3D. When we got there, they said it wasn't. You know, you, you, at that point, you're like, well, we bought the tickets. Let's just walk in and try to enjoy it. I don't know. I guess that's like uh, watching a uh, IMAX movie on like a little 20-inch black and white TV. You know, it defeats the purpose. So, Lucas, I agree with that on, on Avatar, but Green Lantern, <laughs> I, I don't know. Can't help you there, man. Never seen it, and I, I remember being told a long time ago not to see it. All right, this next email I received from James, uh, a conversation that I've brought up plenty of times on this podcast, and I brought it up last week talking to Fred from Birdland BS, and James wanted to chime in. has to do with the umpires calling strikes and balls. He says, hey, Nate, I'm going to have to disagree with you about getting rid of umps calling strikes and balls. He says, that's what separates baseball from all the other sports. keeps you on the edge of your seat with the human element of the game. Each umpire has their own style of calling a game, and that's what makes the game fun. Having a robot call every strike and ball exactly the same way would make the game boring and would make me lose interest. Keep the game exciting. All right, James. <laughs> Appreciate the email. I don't know what you're talking about with baseball is the only sport with the human element. <laughs> I mean, every most sports have uh, referees and umpires, and, and there's human element in every game. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think I know what you're talking about right there. But, uh, James, if the human element is the reason there's constant bad calls, inconsistent calls through the game, get rid of it if there's a way to fix it. I don't like how you're saying, oh, if it's uh, if there's a robot making the same call. You mean getting the call right every single time? There's been some shitty-ass calls this season. Terrible calls. There's a uh, watching the Nationals game today. Ball was almost in the dirt. And Suzuki brings the glove up like four and a half feet, and then the umpire calls a strike. That's bullshit. That should not be happening. And I'm so tired of the argument of the human element. Human element. Well, you just have to, you know, some umpires have bigger strike zones. Some have smaller. Well, how about how about in football? All right, how about football? What if every time a kicker kicked a field goal and it went wide right? But the ref said it was good, and everyone's like, well, you know, that that ref, you know, he likes to, uh, he's got a wider zone uh, past the field goal post. He, he just, that's the way he calls the games. That wouldn't make a bit of sense. There's a strike zone. There's a right and a wrong strike zone. Get it right. Ump's making shit calls is not the reason baseball is fun to watch, James. Ump's calling strikes and balls are as useless as a knitted condom. It doesn't make sense because they get it wrong a lot, more than they should. I don't I don't know what you mean there, James. Uh, it, it, it wouldn't be exciting. That's not what makes baseball exciting. Watching the umpires blow strikes and ball calls, I, that makes no sense to me. You'd be bored if the call got right. Why do you think they started replay? Because they want to get the call right. It's not, it doesn't make the game boring because you get the call right. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like that. 
Uh, I don't like that analogy. James, I appreciate the email. Again, fullcountchaos at gmail.com. But I'm going to continue to be on the side of robot umpires. Just get the shit right. It's getting brutal. Something else I saw this week on Twitter, people going back and forth. Actually, it wasn't back and forth. It seemed one-sided. If a lot of people do not enjoy Scott Garceau calling these games. <laughs> uh, he definitely picked up right where Thorne left off with getting names and calls wrong. He's he's thinking balls are strikes and fastballs are change-ups and curveballs are fastballs and calling everybody by the wrong name. He still does not know how to say the two names Rio Ruiz. He needs to work on that. He I, I, I don't know. You know, maybe it's an old age thing. I don't exactly know how old Scott Garceau is. Don't know how old Gary Thorne is. If I'm doing the math right, he's got to be 106 by now. I don't know. Could be could be doing the math wrong. But I see a lot of people on Twitter complaining about Scott Garceau. Probably one of the nicest guys out there, right? I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. He's been calling games forever. You know, any sport. I, I remember I was watching a lacrosse game like 15 years ago, and it was Scott Garceau calling the game. So he's been around. I just think he doesn't, I don't know, he's very vanilla, very mild with his game calling. He's kind of like Jim Hunter. Whatever is on the TV, that's what he's telling you of what you're seeing. He doesn't, like Ben McDonald, love listening to that guy. Him and Jim Palmer in the same booth, <laughs> that'd be interesting. But thank God for uh, Ben McDonald sitting next to Garso. Again, Garso, great guy. He's been doing it for years. Who the fuck am I to judge him? But I have my opinion, and you know, Garso's just a little more vanilla. Doesn't add that spice, you know? I don't know. So I'm seeing a lot of that also. All right, uh, this week, crazy with the Orioles. Tuesday, game was delayed to start off with the Marlins shit show. Obviously, uh, Hyde's like, well, we need to make sure that we're not going to die by playing the Marlins. Marlins should have been disqualified. I mean, I think I'm saying that now because we got swept by basically it seemed like a double-A team. I want to say triple-A, but I feel like I'm giving them credit. And Derek Jeter sounded sounded like an asshat defending his players. He should have just said, you know, we're working on it. Uh, I've talked to the guys. We're definitely going to work better. And Instead, he goes out and says, yeah, you know, I, I don't know why everyone's up in arms. All they did was uh, run out and hang out with friends and not wear masks during this pandemic. Yeah, no shit, Derek. That's why we're upset. That's why all the teams don't want to have anything to do with your team right now because they're being a bunch of jackasses. He's like, all they did was run out and get milk. (laughs) Run out and get milk? What, with their cookies and then you read them a bedtime story? What are you talking about? They fucked up. They were at strip clubs. They had parties and they, they goofed off and... And look what happened. So he should have just said, all right, they fucked up. We're going to clean it up. So anyway, O's lose to the Marlins that day after the test results came back. The game was delayed because we're waiting for the results. God, didn't even get a guy to third base that game. You know, I I don't know what got into the Orioles except for the lineup. Jesus, awful lineup. It's easy to say that now because how bad they did. But it was awful. And, and Oriole fans sounded like Boston fans after that loss. Like, seeing what how Boston fans were complaining, how the hell do you lose to the Orioles two out of three? Oriole fans were like, how the fuck did you lose to the Marlins four games in a row? The Marlins! 16 of their starters weren't even playing. 
You know, John Means still chucking it 94, 96 miles per hour. That was awesome. Very sad about his dad. That sucks, man. If you didn't hear John Means' dad passed away and obviously, you know, hide in the Orioles, you know, go go take care of that. So I don't know when uh, John Means will be back to pitch. But again, just sad news. I mean, what a what an awful, awful year over and over and over. Just bad news. But uh, that game means four and two thirds, two hits. He did have four strikeouts, no walks, which was great. ZRA still up to seven seventy one. But you know that ninety four to ninety six does make me a little nervous because anytime you see a pitcher who doesn't normally throw that hard, and then he's not feeling well, you know he's got arm pain or numbness or dead arm or whatever the hell it was he had that they had to sit him down a game. And then he comes back. He's like, hey, guys, I feel great throwing 96. You're like, wait a minute. What the hell is happening right now? So that makes me a little nervous that he's throwing like that, throwing that hard. I don't know. I could just be paranoid. So that was odd. Odd game. DJ Stewart, obviously, he went bye-bye. After that night, he was 0 for 14 with eight strikeouts. Uh, Either he has trouble seeing the ball or the bat that he's using is just too heavy. He's, he's terrible. He's useless. And it, and it sucks because DJ Stewart, homegrown kid, a name that we used to hear years ago about how exciting it is for when he finally comes up. But when you have in your lineup Stewart, Velasquez, Davis, Cisco, no Ruiz, uh, Iglesias, Nunez was out, uh, freezing cold haze, he's going to get his shit together. Things don't work out when that's your lineup for like four straight games. And Nunez playing third? Holy hell. <laughs> I don't ever want to see that again. How? It's like, I remember last year, the beginning of the year, I said, hide Alberto's glove. The guy's actually done put some work in. You can tell. Right now, hide Nunez's glove. Don't let him on the field. Hey, That's tough to watch. But it's tough to see that Hayes is in a funk. I hope he gets back into that leadoff role because he's fast. He's got a quick bat. He just he's in a funk. But anyway, that day only three hits, but two came from Hayes. Again, he's struggling a little bit. He'll get it. Then Wednesday comes around. You're like, all right, guys, look, those kind of games they're gonna happen, and it's okay. But we're gonna we're gonna get in the win column again. So here we go. Wednesday facing the Marlins. The uh, doubleheader, seven-inning games, and my God, I've heard some conversations over the years. We should put it to seven-inning games. If you ever do, that game felt like it was 20 minutes each game. Of course, I'm sure it's because we're all used to nine-inning games. But So anyway, Wednesday comes around. We're like, all right, let's get get two out of two. You know what I mean? And then if we lose the next one, heaven forbid, so what? We split the series. Shit the bed. Shit the bed. Lost the first game one and nothing. (laughs) Lost the second game one to two. Orioles don't get a hit through four facing Hernandez. Hernandez, out of 21 career appearances on the road, he went 0 for 5 with a 7-12 ERA and a 1-6-4-8 whip in 60 and two-thirds innings. He's 5-7 and seven with a 371 ERA and 111 whip in 32 games at home. Throws a fucking shutout through four in Camden Yards. What is going on here? Thursday. You're like, all right, we lost three in a row. I can't explain it. The Orioles in a really bad funk. Let's just win this one and head on to Washington. (laughs) Shit the bed. And things seem to come around with the offense. That's how it always is, it seems like. 
with this team. Offense does well, pitching shits the bed. Pitching does well, offense shits the bed. (laughs) I forgot. This was the game with the balk heard around the world. Wade LeBlanc should probably just go in retirement after that move. It looked like he was having a stroke. Like I was concerned for his health after that play. If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm sure it's all over YouTube with probably about a million views by now. I've never seen anything like it. I've seen pitchers trip over their shoes. I've seen pitchers' foot get stuck right on the rubber as they're throwing it. I've seen balks. (laughs) I've never seen this. He looked like he drank a gallon of moonshine and then 10 minutes later took the mound and that was his first pitch of the inning. And they're like, what what are you doing letting him go out? Drunk as hell off of moonshine. That's going to happen. You know, so they're 7-5. Just got swept by the Marlins. They're going to play Washington. Obviously, the uh, the World Series champs. And you're like, all right, well, here, here goes the uh, seven or eight losing streak. What the hell got into them on the way to Washington? Friday night, 19 hits, 11 runs, zero errors, which was great to see because that Marlins series, oh, my God, it looked like a bunch of five-year-olds trying to flag down fly balls or or throw runners out at the bay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Like I said, it's a full-time job being an Orioles fan sometimes. But Tommy Malone, number 69. Yeah, everybody loves that, huh? 69. Best start of uh, best start since August first, twenty eighteen, uh, and and a pitcher like Malone, he's got to be perfect every pitch. He's not going to blow you away ninety eight on the corners. He's got to be perfect, right on that spot where he wants it to have a good game, and that's what he did. Six innings pitched, only three hits, no runs, uh, no walks, which was impressive. Three strikeouts, three twenty one ERA, so good for him. That was fun to watch. And when I was watching that game, I just kept saying to my wife, this just means that tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that, they're going to get two hits and no runs, and it's going to be bad. And that's what it looked like on Saturday. That's exactly how the game started. Uh, it was 3 to nothing going into the eighth inning, and then a couple couple home runs, Santander's three-run home runners, back-to-back jacks. Valaki got in there, uh, Severino, Santander. So it was fantastic five runs in one inning uh, the Orioles pen five innings only one run they walked four but they struck out nine so they came in did the trick Cole Sulcer made it a little uh little ants in your pants moment comes out walks out. Well, it was two outs I think and he uh, walked back to back batters uh you walk back to back batters you should your manager should find you it's like when uh, David Hess came in when it was 11 nothing, just to shut the game out, and he walks the first batter. You should be fined, and you should be benched for the next 12 games if I'm managing that team. You're up 11 and nothing, just throw strikes, and he walks the first batter. So the Orioles win 5-3, to three and there they are, <laughs> playing 500 baseball. After that four-game uh, uh, losing streak, that sweep, that was brutal. But uh, some uplifting news, Orioles' offensive rankings, I saw this tweet, second in doubles, 
fourth in slugging, fifth in batting average, eighth in total bases, and tenth in homers. They have 18 home runs and uh, 29 doubles, fifth in batting average at 252, and the uh, total base is 194, and that's all of baseball. So how about that? The Orioles offense doing their thing. And on Sunday, Wojo going against Strasburg. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, the, or- the Orioles seem like they're doing well against good pitchers this year. All right? Because we saw we saw in the Miami uh, uh, series what they do against average and below average pitchers. Holy hell, that was brutal. So, Strasburg, Wojciechowski. Uh, Wojo's 0-2 with a 5.40 ERA. And uh, I think this is Strasburg's first game. I think. Could be wrong about that. Uh, so it's it was fun to see Nick Markakis the other night hitting a walk-off. Always oh, still rooting for him. I see Nelson Cruz still hitting grenades. Good for them. I wonder what this team would be like if they still had Markakis, Cruz, Machado, all those guys. But again, we, we couldn't. We needed a rebuild, right? We had to start from the bottom up. All right, gentlemen, listen up. I want to give you some advice here. If you're like me, and I know a lot of you out there are, Shaving your balls is an art, and you want to make sure it's done right. It's done perfect. No nicks, no scratches. You don't want to snag the bag. I'm going to hook you up, and I'm going to tell you what I'm hooking you up with. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light. So you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Guys, you gotta look the part. You know, you gotta have everything looking shiny. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Your balls. Not his, not hers, your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com and check some of these life-changing products. Listen up, all right? Listeners of the show, they get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com, promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. All right, before I wrap this bad boy up, I do like to give you some suggestions of movies or shows that I've watched, and I love hearing from you guys. Have any suggestions for me to watch? Anything, any new movies or shows? Fullcountchaos at gmail.com. I did get a suggestion to watch The Hunters, or I think it's just Hunters, on Amazon Prime with Al Pacino. So far, so good. I'm enjoying that. I just watched the movie uh, Richard Jewell. I think it was uh, directed and written by Clint Eastwood. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio directed that as well. I don't know, but it was good. It was entertaining. It was simple. Happened back in the 90s. It's a true story. I vaguely remember the true story, but, you know, the movie reminded me of a lot of shit. So that was good. I recommend that. And uh, I'm only on the first episode of Hunters on Amazon Prime, but I recommend that as well. 
You know, I mean, if the first episode is pretty good, I'm assuming the rest will be as well. So check that out. But here we go. You know, the Orioles uh, playing ball, playing 500 balls. I'm recording this right now, next week. I guess we'll dive in and find out what the hell's going on with that. Uh, hopefully, baseball will still be here. It sounds like the uh, the league is getting their shit together with testing, and the players are starting to, I guess, you know, most of them probably took it seriously. But now, hopefully, Miami gets their shit together, and we can leave the schedule the way it is, and everyone play the teams they're supposed to play. But again, always love hearing from you guys. Love getting you guys involved. Tip me up at any time. Anytime at all. Anything on your mind. Love to hear from you. Till next time. See you.